You are listening to the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast, where we discuss how to find ultimate intimacy in your relationship. We believe that no matter how many years you've been married, you can achieve passion, romance, happiness, and ultimate intimacy at any stage of your life. Join us as we talk to not only marriage experts, but couples just like yourself and people who are just flat out fun. The Ultimate Intimacy Podcast is for couples who have a good relationship but want to make it even better. Hi, and welcome to Ultimate Intimacy Podcast, episode 36. You get to hear Amy today because Nick told me to switch it up. That's right. <laughs> we are so excited for this topic and especially for our guests. Today we have Oliver and Denise Marcel on. And they are speakers, author, and coaches, and they are the podcasters of Trade Secrets Podcast. So we welcome you today. We're so excited to have you and for you to share all of your expertise. And thanks for being here. Man, thank you thank for you having you us. So this, is, this is awesome. I was it's excited about this. <laughs> well, stuff. Thank you. We're really excited. And I'm just going to jump right in because I know we have lots to talk about today, but I was going through a bunch of your stuff and I found a quote that you guys shared and it said, in marriage, sex is like food. It is a basic need, vital for survival, and it should be healthy, enjoyable, and frequent. If it is not enjoyable, it'll feel like a chore. If it is not frequent, you will feel starved. And if it's not healthy, it can cause harm. Those, mm-hmm. those three things just jumped out at me, and I'm like, that is such a good quote. Such a good quote. And, and it's so true. I know a lot of people out there are probably rolling their eyes saying, really? Uh, sex is vital for survival? But it, it is. Really is. <laughs> it really is. It absolutely is. And, you know, just as you have to feed your body uh, with food to survive, you know, it, that intimacy is vital for a strong marriage. If you look at people that have really good marriages... They are having a lot of intimacy. They're connecting all the time. That that is something that God designed, and and the way for us to connect as a couple and people that you know maybe are struggling with different things. And I think we all kind of go like this through life in a roller coaster. But when we're struggling with things, a lot of times that intimacy isn't there. So, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I I think too. And, and you said, I, I love what you said, right? You were like, you know, there's probably some people rolling their eyes, right? Because often what we do is we look at the cookie cutter way of intimacy and what sex has been pushed out to be like. And if we don't feel like we fit into that, mm-hmm. then we're like, oh, well, that, you know, they're, you know, what yeah. they're talking about is crazy, mm-hmm. but it's, it's relative, right? So this, just like what you're going to have for dinner today is probably way different than what we're going to have for dinner today. It's the same way with intimacy. What works for you and how and your building process and your nourishment as it relates to that is going to be different than the next couple, but right. it is vital. Yeah. I love right? that. So true. Yeah. yeah. It, you're right. It's not the same for everyone. Every couple's going through different circumstances, different things in life, but the one thing that is certain, the one thing that is common is that that intimacy uh is the glue that holds couples together. That's right. It is. And it, and you have to do it. So going back to the quote, right? If you think about <laughs> what I just said, right? We're both going to have something different for dinner, right? Mm-hmm. Neither of us are going to skip dinner because that's important to us. Mm-hmm. But it may not look the same. 
but you know it's vital and and it has to be a part of your existence if you're trying to develop a holistic healthy relationship so intimacy has to be a part and it's not just sexual intimacy we're talking about sex today obviously but yeah there are other legs to that Mm -hmm. right so I do know people who do this. So I this is not the greatest example. I do know people who only eat chicken breasts for dinner. <laughs> that's just the kind of diet they're on right now. But generally, there's some other pieces. There's some other components to your dinner or your lunch or whatever you're going to have, right? You may have, you know, some juice on the side. You may have, you know, a, a dinner roll or whatever it is. And it's the same way with intimacy. There's certain aspects of that, the emotional piece, the the physical piece that doesn't include sex, the intellectual piece, the the uh, experiential piece. There's so many other pieces, right, that as you begin to feed those, naturally the rest of that meal, to keep it in this context, is going to be great. So a lot of people out there are saying, okay, you know, we hear all the time how important sex is, but to make it very simple... Why is sex so vital for survival? I mean, what is it? I think be- I think it's so important because, and it's so vital and it makes your relationship not feel complete when it's lacking is because it is God ordained. Mm-hmm. That's how God meant for it to be. And so when it's lacking, we naturally feel that lack because God naturally put that in us yep. for it to be vital. Yeah, that's good. That's I good. It's that. part that's of beautiful. the fabric. Yeah, yeah, it's part of the fabric of what of makes fabric. up the relationship that God intended. Yep. Right. And so if you're missing, mm-hmm. if there's a void or a gap there, mm-hmm. you're going to feel that. Yeah. And and so that's why it's so important. And, and here's the thing, right? Because I know you guys are in this space heavy. So I know you see couples all the time that so are so quick to just balk against that for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That alone for me is an indicator of how crucial it is. Yeah. Because if it wasn't that crucial, we wouldn't have this feeling that makes us so adamant against what it's supposed to be like. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, and so for me, I'm often when we sit with couples and we see the tension, we're like, listen, there's a fix for this. Mm-hmm. But you just can't be too stubborn to see that. Right. Yeah. You can't think of it. You have to change your perspective. You can't think of it like this is a chore. This yeah, is something sure. on my to do list. It's just something I have to get out of the way because right. it's just part of what I need to do as a husband or wife. I just need to make sure I check that off. Right. Because if that's yeah. your perspective, your approach is going to follow your perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're going to always look at it as a chore. You're not going to want to do like, like, listen, I don't like doing dishes. I'm going to tell you that right now. And when I go to do the dishes, it feels like a chore. So I'm not whistling and dancing. Like she's doing, she's whistling and dancing. That's not, that's not my, that's not my perspective. So my approach is not like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I just want to add to that. Like it's vital for survival. That's if you want a really awesome marriage because we do know marriages and know couples that sex is not part of their marriage and it doesn't mean that they don't make their marriage work but i can tell you it is a fact that there 
Pat, their marriage is not passionate, it is not romantic, and they are not connected on an emotional level like we want when we get married. That's why we get married. Yeah. So, yeah, you I can definitely and, kick the sex out, but your marriage will suffer in so many areas. Yeah, and when we say survival, you know, we, we understand that you're not literally going to die, but your marriage is going to die. Just like yeah. when, Or it's just going to be completely lacking. Yeah, I mean, just like when someone spiritually um, dies, you know, I mean, it's, it's the same thing that, that totally leaves. And, uh, oh, just like you said, we we know couples and, and uh, see how, how it affects their relationship. We've seen a lot and, of divorce because either the na- the wife or the husband says, I, I'm not going to be sexually intimate. Like, that's not going to be part. <clears throat> and the marriage does not work. Like, it is. I love what you said about yep. that. Like, God gave us this gift it brings us together it brings unity it brings that oneness like it is vital to a really, to a really happy marriage yep it is and i love that you i love that you you brought that balance out right there are couples who that is for one of one reason or another that is their choice to leave that out right but if we if we put it in the context of the quote right you can choose I'll use my son as an example, right? <clears throat> Growing up, my son just wanted to eat French fries and, and um, macaroni and cheese, right? <laughs> now, he can, he can survive on that. Uh-huh. Like, he's not going to die because he's eating, right? But the, the nutrition balance mm-hmm. is off, mm-hmm. right? And if you're okay with that, then okay. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what to tell you. But typically, we're not okay with that. And... Go, to even take it a step further, it could down the road. You could yeah, be okay for exactly. years with that nutrition imbalance, yeah. but down the road, that, yeah. I was going to say that. Right, yeah. you can. You may experience some health issues. Yep, yep. After doing that for years and years and years, and it's the same way with intimacy. You because can, of the thing that you're lacking. Right, right. And so you can pull that out of the equation if you want, but there will be some evidence of its lack yeah. down the road. Mm. That's a great analogy, and whether it's the nutrition or the sex, like it will damage you in some way. Yeah, it can damage yeah. your marriage. And if you look at the cause of divorce, um, lack of intimacy is one of the leading cause of divorces. For sure. So Indeed. you can for see sure. that it literally is a necessity in marriage for a marriage to survive for many people. Mm-hmm. Indeed, it is. Much of that, I, I agree. I yeah. agree one hundred percent, and we. We uh, do our best to to uh, communicate that yes. <laughs> the couples oh. that we come in contact with because it, it it's important. It's important. It yeah. changes the atmosphere. It does yeah. mm-hmm. of your relationship, right? And who wouldn't want to just feel that lovely air <laughs> you know, that that accompanies you know the when your relationship is 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 moving in the direction that you want it mm-hmm. to? Yeah. So true. And it's so obvious when you are being passionate and having that sexual intimacy in your marriage. There's, there is such a difference, and you can feel that, like you said. Yeah. yeah. Um, next question. Why is it so important for sex to be enjoyable for couples? Why is that so important? We know I mean, why it's important. We know why. Yeah, we can share our experience. <laughs> <laughs> They've already heard ours. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it, it has to be enjoyable. If I'm not going to enjoy it, but I'm, again, if I'm doing it, but I'm not enjoying it, again, it's going to start to feel like a chore. And 
eventually I'm going to start to be resentful. I have to do this, but I really don't like doing it. But I know that he wants to do it or he needs it. It's going to feel like a chore to me and I'm going to become resentful after a while. It has to be enjoyable. And I think the way to make sure that it obviously, you know, there are sometimes medical reasons why it's not enjoyable. And definitely that has to be addressed and looked into, you know, psychological reasons, mental reasons, whatever happened in your past could Mm -hmm. even affect why it's not enjoyable. All of those things have to be looked at. But it's super important that it is enjoyable because I don't want to start to become resentful towards him. I don't want it to feel like a chore. So it's something that you have to talk about with your spouse. Talk about what is enjoyable, what is not enjoyable. What would you prefer? What would you rather? And vice versa. Yeah, I I agree with that. It it has to be enjoyable because the the sentiment and the emotion that is attached to building intimacy if it's not enjoyable that colors the rest of the environment yeah of your relationship yep right and so and so you want to be able to go into something i I tell couples all the time nobody marries somebody they hate right I've never been to a wedding where the bride is walking down the, <laughs> the aisle. Like, yes. like, You're going to marry this. Yeah. You know, nobody's ever done that, right? And so <laughs> how, how do you continue to maintain and build upon mm-hmm. that emotion and that atmosphere and that, that uh, environment that was created, yeah. right? You want to enjoy things with your spouse. And, and here's the thing, right? There's some, like we said earlier, there's some other components that that feed into that, right? So, the the ability to communicate effectively, yep. the uh, the ability to resolve conflict, you know, effectively, and and to forgive and mm-hmm. to create leisure moments and and to build intimacy on other levels allows you to come into sex already like hey Mm -hmm. i'd love being around this person so let's this is just one other thing that we can enjoy together i love what you said and i love what you said uh previously denise is about communication um that is amy's and my story and we talk about that all the time you know not to bore everyone with the backstory because everyone's heard it but you know in our marriage we we weren't communicating really well and so the sex was kind of lacking as well as other things many other things in the marriage but the second we started opening up and talking about sex or what amy needed in the bedroom or different things the relationship completely changed now it didn't make everything perfect but it 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 changed things in a huge way to where everything sexual and emotional just became a a million times better and i loved how you hit on communication because literally with with the couples out all the couples out there listening um if there is something holding you back with intimacy uh together as a couple if you sit down and communicate and talk about that you'll be amazed at how so many aspects of your life both physically and emotionally will get better so i love i love how you hit on intimacy because because it really is if couples really will just sit down and talk about sex and like you said you know, what can we do to make our sex life more enjoyable? Um, you know, really express, you know, mm-hmm. what what do you need in the bedroom? What do you need from right. me? 
Uh, and I think, as, I think as Christians, sometimes we often feel like that's a taboo thing to talk about. That, oh, we, you know, we really, we really can't go there. But that is, nothing can be further from the truth. As, as right. we've talked about, you guys said, you know, this is ordained of God. God wants us to be intimate. This is a way to connect. And he, he wants that. So having that open communication, really sitting down and talking openly about what the needs are. Um, it's amazing how that'll fix so many things and, and, or at least getting, get that, the direction of, you know, healing in a, in a bunch of ways. And I just want to, I just want to add to that because you said it's so vital for it to be enjoyable because if it's not, it feels like a chore. I think, um, for a lot of women and not all women, some men, but for a lot of women, especially if you have kids and you're a mom and, and you work too, I feel like we have so many chores we take care of the kids and sometimes a lot of sometimes our mind says i just have one more person to take care of right it's yeah. so important for us to make sure that we don't get to that point number one and if we do then we do communicate with our spouse about it but if we mm -hmm. get to that point or start feeling like we're getting to that point where it is becoming a chore one more person to take care of or one more thing to check off our to-do list at the end of the day whatever that is where we need to maybe bring back a little selfishness and be like, I've got to figure out ways that I'm going to love it and it's going to become exciting, exciting again for me. And like in our story, I said, I need some change or I need this. And then we created the app. Like yeah. it's it all like for sure comes down to communication and making sure that both of you and are always talking about making it enjoyable and not letting it get boring because yeah. that is just so yeah. important. And, and like I shared in our story like when I had gone to lunch with a friend and she's like oh it's just like a chore to me like it really broke my heart because it mm -hmm. shouldn't feel like a chore if we are enjoying it so we need to keep on top of that and well and I think I think too um just the right mindset or, or the right perception mindset. can you know mm -hmm. we've heard stories of people that absolutely the spouse did not want anything to do with sex and mm -hmm. just by changing their perception and their mindset now they're the one that wants the intimacy all the time and, mm -hmm. and so quite often it is just how we're looking at things and how we're feeling about things and just changing our attitude and our, our mindset and our perception about things. That's a big one. I agree. That's a, Go yeah. ahead. No, yeah. I was just going to say, I totally agree. The whole communication thing was an issue for us as well. And that really was a, a block or a barrier when it came to sexual intimacy. And it wasn't until I talked to him and addressed you know, what the issues was in my head, you know, I was bringing stuff from my past mm -hmm. into why it was difficult for me to enjoy sex with mm -hmm. Ollie as much. And it wasn't until we had that conversation that things flipped and he started to understand and he was mm -hmm. more understanding and asking me, what do you need from me? And that mm -hmm. was super important mm -hmm. yep. because now we can, ad we addressed what the issue was he recognized that I had needs that he wasn't addressing and that totally flipped the switch for us and yeah. made the whole difference. It didn't completely fix things right away, but it changed the traje trajectory mm -hmm. of the way the relationship was going and that was huge for us. Yeah, that that's a big one and the mindset piece that you brought up, brought up is a big one as well <clears throat> because again, what what your perspective is is going to color your approach right yeah. so if this if, if sex and building intimacy is in the same category as 
cleaning the kitchen. Right. It has to be done. Right. It has, and to, it has be to be done. For our it's, relationship. You know, one day yeah. I feel like doing it, one day I don't. You know, just, that's the approach, mm-hmm. right? We have to now begin to look at the time that we're building with our spouses as time that is prioritized at a way higher level than anything else. It's special. It's it. So to keep it in the, in the vein of the meal thing, it's Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. as opposed to just Thursday's dinner. Right. And if we, if we always look at that and I'm always excited about this time that I'm going to have with Denise and, and, I'm I'm looking forward to it and all of the other chores that I'm doing, I'm scrambling to get done because I know that this time is going to be special. It's going to be a time for me to just kind of rest in 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 the beauty of spending time with the person that I love the most. Yeah. That's going to be a very different kind of approach that you take than if you're like, oh, here we go again, kind of thing. Right? Yeah, oh, so absolutely. true. Wow, that was said beautifully. Well, if you're listening to this podcast, you just heard this is one of the reasons why we love doing this podcast. You're you're listening to real life experiences from people that have been through the same thing that you're going through. I think oftentimes, you know, we we listen to marriage coaches or experts, and we feel like oh, they've never really been through the same things that we have. Yeah. But you know, we're that's the point of this podcast is to share the things that. You know, we've been through and we've struggled just as you're sharing as well. And that, it's so great because people, we can, you can understand that we've been through the same things you, that you guys have out there as well. And, uh, you know, ha- hopefully the, what we're sharing with how we've overcome things can, can help you in your lives as well. And it, it's naturally always overcoming things. Yeah. Just because you get to a really good point doesn't mean your marriage is going to stay perfect or yeah. it is perfect. It's yep. like such a continual work. So. Yeah, always putting work in, no matter how good things are getting. That's always. so true. Always. Uh, yep, but, that's, that's great. The question we get asked a lot, and I don't know that there's a right or wrong answer to, but what, you know, why is frequency, sexual frequency in marriage so important? And maybe what is the ideal frequency? And I know that's kind of a loaded <laughs> question because there is no, everyone's different, like you said, starting out. But what? Why is frequency in marriage so important, I guess? And that frequency could be different for every couple. For sure. Yeah. Frequency is important because frequency allows you some level of of consistent flow, Mm -hmm. right? So the things that are important to you, right? Typically there, if you look at them, there's some level of consistency, right? If it's important for you to go to the gym, you're probably yeah. not going once a month. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> if it's important for you, whatever it is that's important to you, there's some level of consistency there that helps to undergird your excitement and your ability to stay engaged. And so it's, it's the same with specs, right? There has to be some level of frequency. And it's the, you know, you're right. You said it, it's determined by the couple, right? It, but it has to be some level of consistency there. Yeah. Or you become disengaged. Mm-hmm. For sure. If you're not holding it to that high level that we just talked about, then it's like a trickle down effect. This thing is super important to me. So I'm going to make sure that it's happening quite often. 
as it happens quite often, there's that level of consistency that fuels my energy and my excitement to keep it at a high priority level. And it's just that cycle that continues to keep going. Yeah, so true. And the cycle can be the other way as well. If it's not consistent, then I'm going to start to feel rejected because I want it to be more consistent. I'm going to start to feel rejected that my rejection or my feeling rejected is going to start again, the resentment. And then my resentment is going to be projected onto you. And then you're going to feel defensive and that cycle. And that cycle, yeah. right. So starts the negative more. cycle. Yeah. Right. And then as far, as far as the, like how often that is a, that's a touchy one, right? For yeah. a lot of folks. I've, mm-hmm. I've heard everything you can imagine. <laughs> I, I heard somebody recently say, if you're having sex once a week, you're in a sexless marriage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Ooh, that's a, that's yeah. a heavy judgment call to make. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't know if that's the case or not. And then I've heard all the way up to, you know, you have people who we sat with a couple, uh, not too long ago. And this is, a, it was an issue for them, the, the frequency thing. And we've experienced this, this desire discrepancy where one person has a higher drive than the other. Right. And so one person, one, the, the wife was saying, man, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for like three, four times a week. And, and the guy looked at, looked at her and was like, that's, that's single life. <laughs> you know? So I think, I think to answer that question, it goes back to what we were talking about. You have to communicate. Yeah. yeah. You have to take the time to engage and learn your spouse. Mm-hmm. Right. Because what the freak, what the frequency level is that you come up with today may be different change, yeah. five mm-hmm. years from now. Absolutely. Right. And so continuing to have that dialogue, we tell couples this all the time. Don't leave anything to chance. Mm-hmm. Talk, talk about, about it. everything. Yeah, I was just going to say too, I think, I think too, it's so important for couples both to recognize that sex is so much more than just having sex. Like there's so many, so many more things like sex to me, like there is nothing better than being intimate with my wife. And it's not because of just the sex part. It's like the connection and the bond that I feel the both physically and spiritually and so many other aspects and Every other aspect of my life is is completely better. My my self confidence, my ability to do things, everything is better when our intimacy is good. And I don't I don't know why that is. I just know that it is. And so there's so many there's so many health benefits. There's so many mental benefits. There's so many spiritual benefits of of being intimate more often. And you know God knew what He was doing when He when He designed us that way. Yeah. So and I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because often when we when we talk sex and you hear sex, you're thinking intercourse. Yeah. Right. But there's so much bigger than that. It's broad. I mean, there is there is some and don't get me to quoting, you know, science type stuff, but there is (laughs) there's something scientific about just your skin touching. Yeah. And just that embrace and feeling the warmth of this person you love next to you and the endorphins and what it does Mm -hmm. for your mental stamina. I mean, there's so much more to this. And I love that you brought that out. And if couples would explore that, right, take time to explore what sex is for you outside of intercourse. 
being able to create a bond, being able to create an experience that puts you in the same place and gives you a common goal, whatever that experience might be, right? And begin to explore and learn and talk about how that felt. And, you know, I'll tell her often, I'm like, man, I love when you just were just rubbing my chest. I just did yeah. just calm me all the way down. Like have those conversations so that you can learn your spouse and be able to incorporate these experiences that that aren't always intercourse yeah. and you know praise god they may lead to it but yeah it doesn't always have to be that right and so i love that you brought that out yeah. that's awesome yeah i wanted to add i just it's super important also in this topic to not compare yourself to other marriages mm. like i think a lot of times they're like you hear like oh twice a week or once a week or four times a week we, we interviewed someone that said they had sex almost every single night of the week and of course my husband's like what is that normal you know and i'm like no no we can't do it. like it's just it's, <laughs> it's really don't important. get any ideas don't get Nick. any ideas get it's any really ideas. important to realize what's going on in your life and the stresses and the way things are affecting and we have different personalities and we have different health conditions and it's just so important to not judge your marriage against other people's marriages because you're so to, you're so unique trying to find what works for for your marriage. for both of you and talking if you need it this much and i don't want it this much or vice versa let's find this really good balance and let's discuss right. why and how we can work around these things and if if you need it more i'm willing to give but i could use something more in this area and yeah right. and, just, and, I, and i hate i hate using this word because it sounds like business but negotiation yeah. I don't know if that's the right word, but but almost like snatched sit, it. Sit, yeah, you snatched it right out of my mouth. A that's healthy, a healthy. Yes, yeah. As, you know, sit down and talk because I know when we're being intimate a lot, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm stepping it up in so many other areas because I'm like, man, she's just she's so good to me. She recognizes how important that is to me, and I want to do everything I can to step it up and show her how much I appreciate it and care. And I think going back. That's why you see that marriages that are very, very happy typically are having a lot of intimacy. And so they've mm -hmm. kind of figured out, you know, maybe the wife doesn't want it all the time. And I know sometimes it's different. The wife wants more than a husband. But whatever it is, if one of the spouses is a lower drive spouse, there's, there's still some give and take because you love each other. And you recognize why this is so important to your right. spouse and why this is so important to the other. You know what I mean? Like, so it's kind of... Mm -hmm. You know, find that balance and, um, like Amy said, figure out kind of what works in your relationship. And there's there's always going to be a little bit of give and take, but I, mm -hmm. that's what life is, you know? That's what it that's is. What I, is. And I love that word, negotiation. I And and we also have to understand, too, that I told a couple this the other day. I said, listen, you want the ball to start rolling, yep. right? Mm -hmm. Somebody has to kick the ball. Yeah, yes. Like, we can't both look at each other and be like, well, well, we need the ball to start rolling. <laughs> and nobody just, nobody's like, okay, let me just Give it push it, yeah. right? Because here's the thing, not, we don't want to generalize, but let's, I will a little bit. So <laughs> just, just to use, just to use the example that you just gave, right? When, when, when you're intimate, you talked about how that just fuels your energy, right? To do, to do more for Amy, right? So that often is the case for us with guys mm. it's a there's a motivator and 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 we've talked about it too there's a motivator often that kicks in because of a guy's approach to sex right yeah women there's an emotional component yeah. 
that feeds into their ability to feel wanted and ready, right? For us, that always isn't there. That for us, often that comes on the back end. Mm -hmm. So now on the back end, because she'll tell you, you know, after sex, I'm running around the house. I'm, you know, I'm cleaning the windows. I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what, what's got into this guy? You know? Never cleaned no, the windows. No, 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 no. Oh, see, Nick's office. He's doing all that stuff before, hoping he gets rewarded. <laughs> oh, you need the house painted? Let me go take care of that yeah. real quick. Right, let, me, not, right, yeah. let me knock that out for you. <laughs> but, but and, and we have to, as couples, we got to understand that, right? And the ability to kind of laugh and joke as we're doing about it, doing it with it now, helps to foster the kind of conversation that yeah. we need. You know, I explained it. I explained it to her, and I won't go into super detail, but I I likened it to we're talking about why is it so important to me. We're having a conversation one day, and I I was a video gamer. I haven't played in a long time, but I like these first person shooters. And you know, when you go through these missions. You know, you may get shot at and hurt and whatever, but you may walk into a room and you see the the little first aid box there. Yeah. Room. And then when you go to the first aid box, it gives you some more life. Mm-hmm. Right. And I told her, I was like, that's what it is for me. Like, as I'm kind of pushing through and fighting through and trying to figure this out in life and trying to figure that out. I was like, boom, this we're, we're intimate. And man, I get a little bit of extra life. Yeah. And <laughs> so just as in the video so game. Right. And just as in the video game, right, you may get that life. And depending on where you are, it may fill you all the way up, that one box. But yep. depending yep. on how depleted you've been, that one box may only fill you up quarter of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you have to go look for another one. And that's where the conversation comes in as it relates to frequency and what's needed and why it's needed. We have to be open and honest with each other about what, what it is. And then we can build once we know what, what's yeah. on the table. And I think, too, for, as a couple, as you talk about it and talk about how important it is. I mean, I could be headed to the hospital after a severe car accident on life support. And if my wife stopped the ambulance and said, hey, let's let's have sex for five minutes, I would stop the ambulance. I mean, <laughs> you always yeah. say that every like, single podcast. And I, mean, I just I, laugh and I'm like, oh, that's just a little. Well, I, I, I say that because sometimes uh, we don't we don't express to our spouse how important intimacy is. And, and I again, I understand it both goes both ways. Sometimes it's, it's the woman. That, uh-huh. But, you know, it, it's just like you said, it does something for us. It lifts us up. It just, you know, it's that life support that, that we needed at the right time and at the right moment. And so. We just encourage everyone out there, you know, rather than putting the fence up and, and making this a topic that you don't talk about, really sit down with your spouse, talk about this, talk about, you know, why you're maybe you're feeling the way you're feeling or what the what the things are that are keeping you from having uh, ultimate intimacy and, uh, you know, really, really figure those things out. Yes. Yeah, so we yeah. have already discussed how important it is for survival and how important it is to be enjoyable and frequent. Why is it so important that your sex is healthy and what would cause a couple's sexual intimacy to be unhealthy and how can that be changed? We don't need to spend a whole lot of time on that because I feel like that's a whole other podcast, but <laughs> I, I think that all starts with communication and making sure we have past, we have different backgrounds, we have things that trauma, triggers, all sorts of things that have happened to a lot of different people. I think it's important to just talk about it and share. That's the first step. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's important. And and Nisha, you talked about that, you know, making sure that those things are addressed and are unpacked and are and you're healed from those things. Outside of those things, sometimes it can be health unhealthy just merely based on our motive. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or the fact that I'm selfish, right? And I'm just trying to get my needs met. That's something that that was early on for us was an issue, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like great, I got into point. this. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I got into this because there's some things I need you to do for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not thinking about meeting her needs or serving her and, and and being this person for her that she needs. I'm just trying to get what I want. And so that can often lead to an unhealthy sex life. And then at some point, somebody's going to feel like, oh, well, I'm just always giving and they're just always taking. Mm -hmm. And now that will lead us, you know, to a a place of being unhealthy. And once something is unhealthy, now you're fighting what you're fighting the symptoms that it caused. As opposed to now you're not even spending time trying to figure out how do we get great intimacy but now we're fighting more. So now we got to deal with the fact that we're fighting more or now we don't talk as much. And so there's so many other offshoots yeah. of that just based on the fact that I was just too selfish mm-hmm. to to recognize that she has some needs and that I should be about the business of meeting those needs. Yeah. No. Yeah, and here's what else I think, too, is unhealthy is and you touched on this before, Amy, is the whole comparison trap. If I'm comparing, mm-hmm. co- comparing, comparing <laughs> myself or our relationship to someone else's, then what does that say about our relationship that I'm dissatisfied with so much? Why are we not addressing that? And instead, I'm trying to incorporate someone else's relationship into ours. Like the whole comparison thing, comparison kills. It will kill your relationship. And so I yeah, think that that's unhealthy. It's unhealthy to compare yourself or your relationship to someone else's instead of addressing what it is that you're unfulfilled with in your own relationship or dissatisfied with in your own relationship. Instead of trying to fix that and address mm-hmm. that, comparing yourself to someone else and wanting what someone else's relationship looks like that's very unhealthy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true because you don't know you don't know what they're yeah you know you don't know what the circumstances are right yeah. so so in the vein of the meal <laughs> analogy right somebody on the Baltimore Ravens it needs you know ten thousand calories yep. a day if I eat ten thousand calories. A day, <laughs> You know, I'm not going to live too long, you, you know, and so it's just you can't do that. You got to really focus in on identifying what the needs are for both of us, talking through what those needs look like, being being in in the um, I, I read this thing that talked about becoming a servant lover mm-hmm. and, and really kind of giving of yourself in this way of, OK, how can I serve you in a way that fulfills your needs, that makes you happy, that gives you the fulfillment that you're looking for. And once we do that for each other, it becomes that cyclical process that allows us to to survive, allows us to enjoy, and allows us to thrive as a result. Very well said. I love that you brought that up too, comparing Denise, because I think that is such a big thing that's not talked about 
Amy and I talk about it all the time. You know, people mm -hmm. are looking at social media and saying, man, they have the best marriage. They're perfect. Why can't our life be like that? And I think it happens way more often than we realize. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of couples fall into that, us yeah. included. I mean, we're no different. Like, you know, you look mm -hmm. at other people's lives and relationships and start comparing. And the second you start comparing, you're in trouble. And, yeah. and how, how could that not hurt your relationship? And so I'm so glad you brought that up. And so everyone listening out there, you know, recognize, you know, is that one of the things that's causing maybe some of the the feelings that you're having or the, or holding things back um, because, you know, you're feeling those feelings. And so, um, man, there's so so much more we could continue to talk on today. We're going to have to have you guys on yeah, again. We but uh, we we absolutely have loved visiting with you and would love to have you on again. But tell our listeners um, where they can find you and, and learn more about you and contact you. Sure, absolutely. So if uh, if you are a social media person, all social media is at Denali LLC. Perfect. So if you search at Denali LLC on any social media platform, we should pop up. The website is Denali, D-E-N-O-L-I dot org. And so if you forget the whole social media thing, <laughs> you can go to Denali.org and you can get to all of our social media and podcasts and everything from there as well. Wonderful. Well, we absolutely loved uh, visiting with you, your wisdom, your knowledge. Uh, I mean, just just awesome. What an awesome yeah. discussion today. Thanks. Man, thank you. Yeah, it was, it was our pleasure. Yeah, here. thank you for having us. This was this was awesome. <laughs> we, would, we would really love to have you back. So we'll, we'll schedule something again. So so until absolutely. next time. Do it. Until next time, have a great day and a great marriage. This podcast episode is brought to you by Ultimate Intimacy. If you haven't downloaded the free app in the App Store, what are you waiting for? The app has hundreds of resources, conversation starters, products, positions, bedroom games, and so much more. Plus, check out our brand new physical products for the perfect anniversary gifts, wedding gifts, or just a gift to your spouse for no reason at all. You will love them. We have five card de deck boxes, a bedroom game, intimacy game, 150 date ideas, truth or dare intimacy game, 80 romantic and sexy coupons, and 150 conversation starters. They come in beautiful boxes and are made to help you communicate, reconnect, and create the ultimate intimacy in your marriage. Check them out at ultimateintimacy.com.